Maine's political pulse is made possible by Lee Auto Malls, proud sponsor of Evening for the Environment with Dr. Ayanna Elizabeth Johnson, October 26, MaineConservation.org. You're listening to Maine's Political Pulse. I'm Robbie Feinberg, joined by Maine Public's Statehouse correspondent, Kevin Miller. And today we're continuing our series of programs, taking you in-depth on all eight referendum questions on the ballot for this fall's election. The measure attracting the most attention is question three, otherwise known as the Pine Tree Power Proposal. This would force Central Maine Power and Versant Power to sell their assets to a new nonprofit utility run by an elected board. But today we're going to talk about question one. This would deal with the financing of that proposal. It would, in essence, require statewide voter approval in order for an entity like Pine Tree Power to purchase those assets. So, Kevin, this is very complicated. I just want to start with some ballot basics on this. Uh, So when voters get their ballot, they will see this question, question one, on top. But it is actually a response to question three, the Pine Tree Power Proposal, which they will see further down the ballot. So first, can you just give us a refresher on that Pine Tree Power question? Yeah, sure, Robbie. And and the reason that it may seem somewhat jumbled at this point, the order of the questions is actually decided by literally pulling pieces of paper out of a fishbowl. But Pine Tree Power, which is what question one is responding to, Pine Tree Power kind of has grown out of years of really mounting frustrations that that many Mainers have felt about these prolonged power outages and billing issues and other problems that we've had with the two big utilities. A lot of that frustration has been directed at CMP, but Versen isn't terribly popular either. And uh, as you mentioned, the folks behind Pine Tree Power they want to force CMP and Versant to basically sell all of their poles and towers and their substations and their line trucks and everything else to this new entity that would be run by an elected board rather than a for-profit company. And they say that this will save ratepayers money over the long run uh, while improving reliability and customer service. Of course, CMP and Versant, they strongly disagree with that premise, but that's question three, and we're talking about question one today. So. Yeah. So so why is this question, question one, being proposed in response to that? So question one was placed on the ballot by a group called No Blank Checks. And that organization is funded entirely by CMP's parent company, Avangrid. And what it would do if it was passed is it would force the Pine Tree Power folks to come back to Maine voters for approval before they can sell $1 billion or more in bonds to finance the acquisition of CMP and Versant's assets. We'll delve much deeper into the debate over how much that takeover would actually cost uh, next week. But there's no question that it's going to cost well over $1 billion. And why do the advocates for question one say that there needs to be additional approval for the actual borrowing of money associated with this purchase? Yes, yeah, so basically, this is another stab at the apple if voters decide they want to go down this road, which would be really transforming Maine's electric grid from a privately run grid to one that's run by this quasi-governmental public power authority. If you look at question three, as you mentioned at the top, it's really complicated. And CMP and Versant are spending huge sums of money, tens of millions of dollars at this point, to make sure voters think that it's actually way too complicated to work. But there's actually, I'd say, a degree of populist appeal here because people get upset when they hear that CMP and Versant are sending profits to the shareholders of their corporate parent companies while they see their electricity bills go up and up. 
But the two utilities, they're hoping that voters will basically get sticker shock at the price tag of buying all their assets if question three passes and we actually get to that point. And are there any groups coming out against this proposal here? The Pine Tree Power folks are opposed, uh, but there's not been a lot of organized opposition so far. I suspect that's largely because uh, the focus from Pine Tree Power has been getting question three passed. If Pine Tree Power fails at the ballot box, then, then question one is kind of moot at this point. And I'd love if we could just talk through the timeline of this proposal as well. Um, experts have already said that they expect some court challenges if Pine Tree Power was to pass. So if that measure passes and it would survive a years-long court challenge, then question one would then ensure that we would have to have another vote after that whole process. Is, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So uh, if voters say, yeah, we want to go down this road of a quasi-public Pine Tree Power electric authority, that process is going to take many years to sort out. Pine Tree Power would make an offer to CMP and Versant, which the companies will inevitably reject. So then a court would appoint a, quote, referee to settle on a dollar figure. And if that offer is then rejected again, Maine's Supreme Court would then jump in and come up with their own purchase price. This would all have to go to federal regulators. And if we got through all that, they would then have to come back to voters one more time, like you said, to get approval for borrowing more than $1 billion to make this all happen. So the electric utilities strongly oppose Pine Tree Power. They were the ones pushing to get this issue on the ballot. But do you think supporters of Pine Tree Power will automatically vote against question one as well? Or, or could we see people maybe splitting their vote on these two questions? Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. And I think there are certainly people on both sides of question three who will probably follow through with a similar vote on question one. You know, if they really support the whole Pine Tree Power idea, there are some people that won't want to put a potential obstacle in the way of that actually happening. But I suspect that there will be a fair number of people who like the idea of moving forward with a consumer-owned utility or a public power authority, whatever you want to call it, but they also want a safety valve or maybe even an escape hatch if it turns out that the acquisition costs are extremely high. And if question one and question three, they both do pass here, do we have any idea of just how much borrowing voters would likely have to approve? We don't, and that's one of the big challenges for voters, I think. The campaign behind Pine Tree Power says $5 billion is a good starting point because that's how much uh, the state's utility regulators say CMP and Versant's assets are valued at. CMP and Versant, they're seizing on this uh, other estimate from a consultant that pegs it at $13.5 billion by the time all the legal battles are over. So there's a huge range in there, and like I said, that's the challenge, that we're not sure exactly where it's going to come down. Yeah. And would there be a chance that Maine voters could reject borrowing all that money? Yeah, I think that's certainly what CMP and Avangrid and Versant and the No Blank Checks campaign, what they're hoping to see happen. I mean, it, it's impossible to say at this point, but this would be an unprecedented amount of borrowing to ask Mainers to approve. Mainers have gotten pretty accustomed to seeing so-called general obligation bonds on the ballot. You know, these are the taxpayer-backed borrowing packages to pay for highway and road maintenance and school construction and land for Maine's future program. You know, and the vast majority of these bonds pass without any problems. But the largest single bond package that we've seen here in Maine was just shy of $113 million, and that was 15 years ago. And we've had about a half dozen more of these borrowing packages that were $100 million or more. But if the court ultimately decides that CMP and Versant should be paid $10 billion combined, which is between those high and low estimates, 
while the state wouldn't be on the hook for that debt load, uh, ratepayers would. So that may give people some pause. And if question one did pass, would it only affect Pine Tree Power or could it affect, you know, potential other future projects as well? Uh, None that I'm aware of on the immediate horizon. Uh, The main turnpike authority, the main state housing authority, the university main system, they all do borrow, but they were all explicitly exempt from having to get voter approval if question one passed. And that is Maine Public Statehouse correspondent Kevin Miller. Thanks for joining us for Maine's Political Pulse. You can also read the Political Pulse newsletter. You can find that online at mainepublic.org pulse. And you can head to our website to read or listen to even more of our analyses of the questions on this fall's ballot. And keep an eye on your podcast feed. We'll have even more episodes coming up on other Maine ballot questions in the weeks ahead, including our analysis of question three next week. Our music is by Rob Holt. I'm Robbie Feinberg. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again soon on Maine's Political Pulse.